Welcome back, everybody, to the WKV podcast. Um, before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about the new sponsors of this podcast, and it's going to be Underdog Fantasy. Um, it's, Underdog has the easiest and most fun way to spice up this NBA season, and it's going to be their brand new Pick'em game. Um, for Pick'em, all you got to do is just pick the over or under on your favorite or even least favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website, and they have mobile app. Um, all you got to do is just pick between two and five players, and you can take home some cold, hard cash. Just go ahead and use code WKB and get a free deposit match of up to $100 when you sign up and make your first deposit. Now let's get back into Welcome this Welcome back, everybody, to the eighth episode, right? I'm pretty sure eighth episode. Yeah. We Know Ball podcast. Today, we have a crazy special guest, Brandon, a.k.a. Brawadis. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Tell us how you became a Suns fan. Cool. So I'm Brandon, a.k.a. Brawadis. Um, I make YouTube videos. I'm 26 years old and I'm a huge, huge, huge Suns fan. Uh, first of all, before I get into how I became a Suns fan, I just want to say uh, thank you to all three of you guys, Aryan, Brandon and Isaac for, you know, you guys always support me and uh, I appreciate that. So I wanted to hop on this podcast and, uh, you know, just uh, try to get this thing popping. It's, it's going to end up being the number one Suns podcast in the world. So, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so how I became a Suns fan being in San Diego, obviously everyone around me is a uh, Laker fans, Every, everyone, pretty much almost everyone in California is a Lakers fan. So, uh, when I was, this was 2005, 2006. So I was 10 years old and I just started getting into basketball. Obviously all my Suns fans out there know in 2006, the Suns were, they were at the top. That was when we had Steve Nash, Amari, Sean Marion, you know, a uh, seven seconds or less era. So me being like a 10-year-old kid, I was just like, dude, I want to, you know, the Suns are the, they're the most fun team to watch. They play so fast and, you know, they're so good. So I, I guess you could say I was a 10-year-old that hopped on the bandwagon. Um, but yeah, I just, I never had a favorite team growing up. So uh, when I started getting into basketball, the Suns were at the top. And I guess you could say it was a huge tease because once I started getting into <laughs> basketball, we were kind of bad for like the next decade. But I stuck with it, and now here we are. We're the best team in the league right now. So, uh, yeah, that's how I became a Suns fan, honestly. Awesome, awesome. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. Um, so I'm just pulling up the box score on my phone here. Um, let's talk about this game. The Suns today beat the Los Angeles Lakers by a, score, by a score of 140 to 111, just your regular ass whooping. Yes. I mean, we're all used to it at this point, right? Like yes. it happens every time. Uh, the Suns started off very fast. They scored 48 points in the first quarter. Um, I mean, really, it was the same story as every other Suns versus Lakers game. And I know, I know, Brawadis, you have a lot of thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers living in California, as you said. I do not. I do not like the Lakers. <laughs> so why don't you kind of just tell us? your initial like reaction, just your initial thoughts to that game. So shit, I don't know about you guys, but when the Suns beat the Lakers, it feels better than beating any other team in the league. I don't care. I don't do not care. Um, I don't know if it has to do with, you know, when Kobe was on the squad and, and we had Nash and they would always go back and forth. Unfortunately, the Lakers would always get the upper hand back then. So maybe it comes from that or it just comes from being in California. All my friends, all my family, I'm surrounded by a bunch of Laker fans. So there's just continuous trash talking, you know, 
I can't get away from it from all these Laker fans. So when the Suns do beat the Lakers, it just, bro, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, as for today's game, I mean, like you said, just a typical Phoenix Suns ass whooping on the Lakers. They haven't beat us in what is it now? Six, seven tries. I mean, if you're it's, kind of uh... I saw, yeah, I saw a tweet. It said the Lakers are zero and six against the Suns ever since the the LeBron like post up picture. Oh, yeah. oh dude, that, <laughs> yeah, that that post up with the Andre Drummond scene and everything, bro, that ruined the Lakers. Ever since then, they've never been the same. Since that, since that that whole whatever happened. So, uh, yeah, dude, I I loved it. The Suns put on, dude, they they put the Lakers on the ground and just stomped on them all game long. So, uh, I don't know. I mean. If the Lakers end up making the playoffs, we all know it's going to be an 8-1 matchup with the Suns. So if this is any indication, and I know it's just regular season, but we've been doing this to the Lakers now for, like you said, six games straight. So they don't want any part of us in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, our whole team contributed pretty much. So the Lakers just don't have an answer for the Suns. They're not good enough, whether it's regular season, playoffs. even. But we went 2-0 against them in the preseason, too. Like, they couldn't even beat us in the preseason, bro. Not to bring that up, but, like, come on, bro. They couldn't sneak one win on us in the preseason? And we had Jalen Smith playing 30 minutes a night. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, respect Jalen Smith. I'm, Jaylen I'm Smith not hating. I'm just saying. No, you're right. Um, The early theme in this game was – turnovers specifically from the lakers i think they had like nine in the first quarter yeah they or did. something something crazy like that dude they're so bad <laughs> no, it's not it's it's like when you're when you're watching today the suns and lakers game it was it was like it was like i was at an la fitness playing pickup ball and some team was just very very stacked and they were going up against a bunch of like 12 year old kids that like <laughs> wanted to just finally get on the court and was like okay we finally got on. like dude that that was not two nba teams on the court the suns are so much better than the lakers this season it's just not they're not in the same there's like 10 tiers that separate the suns and the lakers this year and it's not whether it's the turnovers dude the the defense the lakers defense is Dude, forget giving up the 140 points. That's cool to look at, like, on the box score. But if you actually watch the game, how many open looks did the Suns have, bro? Like, so it was like transition. a – Bro, LeBron, like – and I'm not going to lie. I like LeBron. I don't like the Lakers, but I like LeBron. Dude, he wasn't getting back on defense. Like, bro, you wouldn't see him in the screen half the time, bro. So, like, yeah, the Lakers are – they're very bad. Don't get me wrong, like that's music to my ears. <laughs> but like they're actually really bad. And I don't know if they end up, you know, being in the play-in and they're gonna have to beat New Orleans first and then that go happened. on to beat. Forget it. If they have to see the Clippers in that second game, they're not making it. If they see the Timberwolves after they beat New Orleans, maybe. But my point is it's not even a lock for them to make the playoffs right now, which is crazy. They're bad. I don't even I don't even think they beat the Pelicans, to be honest. Honestly, to, no. to be honest. For starters, they would have to be at home to even have a chance. They'd have to be in L.A. for that game to even have a chance to beat the Pelicans, bro. What, I mean, current standings, they it would be a home game for the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, but you never know, dude. The Lakers are falling like no tomorrow. They're still but yeah, they're so. Yeah, they're only – the Pelicans are only uh, game, right? a game and a half back of the Lakers right now. So, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather see the Lakers in the playoffs than I would the Pelicans, Clippers, or Timberwolves if I'm if I'm the Suns, bro. Yeah, easily. <laughs> so and truth I, is, want, sorry, sorry. I just want to make this clear, and I want the good. Lakers healthy. I want I want the Lakers healthy in the first round. That's who I want the Suns to see. 
Yeah, I know you guys saw that AD quote. Oh, oh yeah. AD's up. <laughs> like I don't, dude, I don't know if we're getting into like my most hated Laker players. We can I know I mentioned. Yeah, I know I mentioned I like LeBron. I really do. And Westbrook, I really don't care for. You know, I don't care. But AD, bro, I actually can't. <laughs> no, no, I can't. How are you gonna go out there before the game starts talking about? Oh well, they're lucky I was hurt. Blah blah blah. And then you're hurt still with a different injury. Like, bro, you just. I can't I can't stand street clothes. Like, sorry, but that's his name. <laughs> I really can't stand him, bro. He's I don't I don't like AD at all. He got bro, he got let's let's bring let's go back to that first round series of last year. He got cooked by Aiden in game one. Like everyone wants to talk mm-hmm. about because AD did he did go off in game two. I'm not gonna lie. So everyone wants to go, oh AD was killing the Suns that series. So they just forget about game one where Aiden out. <laughs> insanely outplayed him the whole game bro like no nah, yeah. ad i don't like ad at and all. if i'm not mistaken aiden had a good game game too it was like mm-hmm. game three where he just had yeah. a little off game yeah but ad we just winning. went crazy game two we were still winning in game three when ad got hurt bro let's be real we i mean i don't even want to get into the injury stuff because it pisses me off but the suns were going to win that series regardless it was just like it was destined last year was the sun's destined year whatever happened in the finals that was bad, but just that whole playoff run just seemed magical. Like we weren't gonna we weren't gonna lose in the first round last year, no matter who we played. Yeah, with the magical is the perfect word, I think, to describe that playoff run. Because yeah. you had, I mean, you had uh the perfect first round matchup in the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Against LeBron James. You have, I mean, Devin Booker's 47-point game, you have his 40-point triple double, you have the value against the Clipper. I mean, there were so many iconic moments like yeah, you had the sweep of the MVP. Like, dude, it was just – I say this all the time. Like, I mean, now it's it's kind of dumb to say last season's run was a fluke because you're here uh, 70 games later and the Suns are the one seed in the, in the NBA. So you can't even really say last season was a fluke. But even before this season started, before we, you know, got 54 wins in, in 60-whatever games, I would tell people, bro, you. so you're saying the Suns' playoff run was a fluke? What about the whole season when we were – right behind Utah for the one seed. Like, we're just going to ignore all those 70 games from last, mm-hmm. like, whatever. But the only people that say it was a fluke are just people that they just follow what the media says. They don't watch basketball. They're on ESPN or the Bleacher Report app, and they just go, you know, they follow what people say. But yeah, I feel like we're, we're getting a little off topic, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, so kind of get back to the game a little bit. That theme that I mentioned of the first quarter was, I mean, really, it was just the whole game, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we – we're up how much were we up at half like 20 20 something points like 20, uh, like it's just it was, the lakers 70, 79 56 right 40. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say 46 dude yeah like it was ridiculous the lakers couldn't make a pass if they wanted to like i don't even know that they want to at this point because there's no other way the team could be this fucking bad no. like i don't <laughs> i don't know I just don't know what else to say about them, man. They don't care. They don't give effort. They just suck. Yeah. yeah and that's why, that's why it looks so easy out there. I mean, one thing, one thing I want to talk about is I don't, I don't take it upon myself to watch Lakers games because they're so boring and it kind of made the last like seven, six minutes of this game a little boring. And like, I've never felt that way about a Suns game, but Russell <laughs> Westbrook is way worse than I thought the media was making him. <laughs> what happened like, remember 
I'd say, I mean, even last year, but especially like two or three years ago, Westbrook was like, he's like a mid-range god. Like him in the mid-range was, you yeah. know, he's money. Yeah. I understand losing your athleticism, you know, as, as you get older. But, bro, what the hell? He's, like, airballing and, like, hitting the side of the backboard. And, like, that just – it does not – it has to be mental. Like, I don't know, bro. That's just – it's actually crazy how bad Westbrook is. And it's parts of his game that, like, he excelled at, like, in previous years. I don't know. It, I don't I don't know what it is. It's, it's crazy. Like it's added pressure playing in L.A., playing with yeah. LeBron. It's got to be. I mean, look at Kuzma. Yeah. He's right. hooping. Right. Kuzma's hooping. Right, Ingram, Lonzo, like, I mean, Ingram was hooping regardless, but you do have to be a special player to play in cities like LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like to be able to perform, you got to really be like locked up. Like, you can't let anything get in there. Yeah, you just look at Odell with the Rams. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a perfect example of it. Yeah, so I mean. There's not really much to talk about from this game because all we'd be talking about is the Lakers turning it over and the Suns being a really good team. So let's kind of shift gears. And do you guys want to talk about, like, is there a player specifically that you wanted to call out from this game today? And we'll start with – let's start with the special guest. Good or bad? Uh, Good, good. Okay. For sure. Good? Yeah, good. Okay, so, uh, I mean, Boog dropped another 30. At this point, I don't know – if you could even call out a Booker good game because he's just – he performs every fucking game. Uh, I guess if there's one thing you could say about Book, Book's game where maybe the national media might be surprised, but we wouldn't because we've seen Book over the years, but it's 10 assists. Um, we know he could play make. We know he could pass the ball, but everyone seems to be surprised when he when he throws an alley-oop. Like, wait, what? Booker passes? He doesn't just shoot? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, he's been doing this. But anyways, yeah, 30 points and 10 assists from the two-guard spot is obviously impressive. Aiden, dude, Aiden has a factor that I like that you can't teach where I know people like to call it national TV Aiden, but um, it's not just <laughs> national TV. It's whenever he's going up against a big name, whether it's obviously LeBron tonight, um, Embiid. I know he started shaking his career, but recently he likes going up against Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. Dude, he's always killing Jokic. Aiden has something that you can't teach where he performs when the pressure's high. Like, and that's that's something that, like we were saying about players who can, can play in L.A. and can't, that's another thing where you you either have it or you don't. Some people shy away from the pressure. Some people don't. And Aiden, I guess Aiden likes the pressure. You guys saw him in the playoffs. So yeah. uh, another game today where he's facing off against LeBron, who actually he did start at center today. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Aiden showed out. I was also impressed with, uh, dude, Mikhail, uh Late in the game, I was like, I'm looking at the score, and I'm like, bro, the Suns are killing the Lakers. But I don't really remember anybody really going off aside from uh, Book and uh, Aiden. I'm like, what did Mikhail have, like six points, eight points? And I checked the box score. He had 18. Like, mm-hmm. Mikhail had – Mikhail's always just a quiet, efficient, like 16 to 20 points. Like, you don't even notice. But, I mean, everyone I – was, I was pretty impressed with everyone. Bismack, you can never look at the stats with him. He's just all energy. Every time he comes in the game, he just – He's always changing the game. JaVel, obviously, best backup big in the league. Cameron Payne with another uh, double-digit assist game. Like, the Suns are just – I don't know if you could really call out anything bad about tonight, but definitely there was a lot of good, too. For sure. I do want to uh, say a Devin Booker stat. This is from Kellen Olsen on Twitter. 
Uh-huh. Devin Booker, uh, in his first six games without Chris Paul this season, it's wild that he's only played six games yeah. without Chris Paul, but he is averaging 26.7 points, near 4.7 rebounds, eight assists, three turnovers, uh, almost three steals a game, shooting almost 50%, 40% from three, and 89% from the free throw line. Yeah, but Mitchell's better. Right. <laughs> Devin Booker is Bro. the best. Devin Booker is three things right now. He is one, the best shooting guard in the NBA. Easy. He is two, a top 10 player in the NBA. True. Yes. And three, he is a superstar. Dude, th- see those three things. If I were to walk around right now in San Diego, let's say I go into my barber shop or I go into the gym and I say those three things. The people here are so uneducated about the Suns that they would just start laughing like, bro, you're so biased. You're so delusional. But what they don't realize is that all three of those things are, I mean, okay, you can't call it facts, but it's the closest thing to facts as it could get. Like, bro, you can't name a better shooting guard than a book. I don't want people to name certain players who have had hot 10 game stretches. I'm not trying to throw shade at DeRozan, but (laughs) he has not been better than book all year. I hate when people say Harden. I no, no, there or even Kyrie. If if they count him as a shooting guard, bro, he's played. How many games has he played? You, you, bro. Uh, availability is the best ability somebody could have. So like, book book is the best two guard in the league. And uh, as for uh, what else he said, top ten player. Yeah, he's. I mean, aside from obviously the the Giannis, KD, LeBron, Steph you know, Kawhi when he's healthy, whatever. There's that separate tier, Jokic and B. There's that tier of, like, the top five and six. But then when you drop right below out of, like, bro, honestly, I'm putting Book over uh, Luka this year, which I would not have done last year. But Book has been better than Luka. I'm putting in the in the tier of, like, Luka, Tatum, John Morant, uh, Jimmy Butler, Paul George when he's healthy. People are putting Book, Donovan Mitchell. People would put Book at the bottom of that list. But that's just stupid. Like that book is better than all those guys. I I put him at like the eighth or ninth best player in the league this year for sure. I have a I have a fun game we can play uh, yeah. after we hear from Arian and Brandon a little bit uh-huh. about Devin Booker. But uh, why don't we hear from Arian really quick? Who's a player you wanted to call out today? Um, I really like obviously other than Aiden and Booker, uh, Aaron Holiday played amazing today. Uh, obviously on the stat sheet it's not too much. He had twelve, uh, five assists, four rebounds. But hey, 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 that's, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, he was hustling. Like, his hustle was crazy the whole game. He was in the passing lanes. He was, like, literally full court pressing sometimes. Yeah. Getting, like, a bunch of rebounds. I, I like how he played a lot. And to All say right. we come for cash considerations. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I think uh, – I think I'm – sorry, Brandon, to – No, you're uh, good. Go ahead. Off, but um, I did say this before about Aaron Holiday. I think I tweeted it. Um, if we manage to keep him, which I really probably – we should, right, obviously. Um, if we keep him, I really do think he can become, like, Drew Holiday light. Like, I really – like, imagining, like, a future Suns team, like, post-Chris Paul – with campaign as the starter and Aaron Holiday backing up and backing him up, that does not sound so bad to me. Yeah, it, de- it doesn't sound bad. No, I would. I mean, shit. Let's be real. If we paid Shamit, then we better pay uh, Aaron. <laughs> but I don't know about you know 40, 50 mil. But if case in point is, if we paid Shamit, then you got to pay Holiday. 
what do we think uh, Landry Shamit's uh, stat line was today? Specifically, his points and shooting percentages. So I want you guys to guess. Okay, phone phone off, not working. <laughs> just based on from what I watched, I know I saw one of his shots drop, and I know he played some garbage time that I wasn't too interested in watching. So this is going to be a complete guess, but I'd say five points and shot. 35%. I'm not proud to say it, but yeah. <laughs> you're, you're very close on the total, but your percent is too low. I'm okay. not going to guess because I memorized it. So, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I love Shamit. So, uh, I did. I, bro, I was such a, when we first traded for Shamit, I was hyped. I was like, bro, Me too. I was like, why, how is this guy on his fourth team? Like, like I understand being a throw in in a trade because, in my head, a valuable asset that everybody wants, Landry Shamit. But then now, like, 68 games in, and I'm not saying I'm not a believer because he just had a two back-to-back really good games. Mm-hmm. But just the consistency is not there. That's what, like, that's what drives me crazy. I don't know, bro. But, yeah, I, I was a huge Shamit guy. And I know there's someone else in the uh, Twitter, Sun's Twitter community that's also a huge Shamit guy. His name is Max. He loves Shamit. <laughs> he loves Shamit. So, like, I, I want to be on that level, which I was. It's just hard after everything we've watched. But go go ahead, Aryan, if you want to guess the stat line, if you don't have it memorized. No, I don't have it memorized. Uh, I would say maybe, like, eight, seven, eight points, maybe, and, like, 45%. All right. Shamit ended today. He had six points. Okay. He shot two of three, actually. So he very efficient. Like he got a lot more than that. I didn't know. He only he only took three shots. See, here's the thing though. Like, yeah, that's cool. He shot 66%. You know, obviously going two for three, you don't hurt the team. But like there has to be a bigger role for Shamit. It's put obviously with the money we paid him, yeah, but put the money to the side. I just feel like he he has a big role on this team and it just hasn't played out. As, especially now that we traded for Aaron Holiday. I mean, I don't know if that was more so of like, oh, we don't trust Alfred Payton. Probably or, Payton. Yeah, yeah, that is obviously. So. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's that's for sure. Oh, we don't trust Alfred Payton. But also was it maybe like, okay, if Shaman keeps playing like this, you know, he's not really playable in the playoffs. So let's take a chance on Aaron Holiday. Like, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know. But you want to, you want to see Shaman do good because those two games uh, last week or earlier this week, dude, that was beautiful to watch, bro. Yeah. So, um, Bruatis, I have a question. Yeah. You mentioned uh, before the show about Tory Craig maybe not getting playoff minutes. Yeah. If you had to choose between Tory Craig and Landry Shamit to get playoff minutes, who would you choose? Bro, that that's so tough because their games are so different. I'm taking scoring um, or defense? <laughs> I thing. mean, is it really oh. scoring? <laughs> they score about the same. <laughs> That's the thing. So obviously we've seen Torrey Craig hasn't been hitting the three ball ever since he came to Phoenix, whereas Shamit, you know, despite what the percentages say, we know the defense has to at least respect his three ball. You know what I mean? He at least stretches the floor. So it's kind of like, are you taking the three point shooting and opening the lanes up for obviously players like Bridges, Cam Johnson to cut in? Or are you taking Torrey Craig's, his hustle, his hustle hasn't changed. His hustle is, is obviously he's all over the place. Uh, I, I want to say Craig, but when you factor in that we have Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and all these, you know, wings slash fours, 
I think you gotta push you gotta throw Shamit in there because I don't know. I, I like that answer. I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you gotta throw Shamit in there playoff time for sure, especially because he does have experience. I mean, Craig does too, being on Denver and Phoenix. So, but Shamit does have experience just because he's young. I know he just turned 25 today, uh, but he has experience playing on good teams in the past. So I wouldn't be too worried throwing him out there in a playoff time. He also doesn't, uh, I wouldn't say he hurts the team. Yeah, he might miss shots, but there's a difference with missing like good looks and then, and then hurting the team. I don't think, I don't think either of them hurt the team, but uh, yeah, they, they both have high IQ. So there's that to an extent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brandon, did you give us your uh, your uh, player of the game? I did yeah. not. Um, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought my name, guys. My name I'm is Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> well, <if I> <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, I think I named like the whole team. But... <laughs> no, go ahead, yeah. Brandon. I want to. I want to touch on the consistency Mikel's been on, not just this game. But I would say this last like stretch of, especially since CP's been out, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely been taking a leap scoring wise, while still maintaining his defensive presence, which for some players is really hard to do, is to stay consistent on both sides. So I want to touch on that just because it's great to see that leap. It's going to help us, especially come playoff time, if he can give us fifteen to eighteen a night. Yeah, uh, the main thing I like with Mikael Bridges is like last year, he didn't have as much confidence shooting the ball. Or like oh, at least take into the mid range, which he he does that all the time this year, which is amazing because he's literally automatic from mid range. I love it. He has a ball in front of his head, pushed out. It's a <laughs> yeah. little, it's a little touch shot, bro. It's a layup. His legs spread apart. Yeah. Legs spread apart. <laughs> arms all the way extended. Yep. Yeah, you love you love to see it, bro. I love Mikhail. The thing the thing that you uh, Brandon you said about how you know he gives such great effort on defense, but then could also give like fifteen to eighteen a night. Obviously, you have guys like uh, – I'm trying to name just off the top of my head. You have, like, like for example, Covington, you know, good defense, but he's not going to come down and score like that. Um, I, I, now, on the flip side, you have guys like Kawhi or Jimmy Butler where there's only select few that could play elite defense and then also come down and give you 20. So the fact that Mikhail is – you know, even if he's not scoring like a Kawhi or something like that, just the fact that he's, he's giving, like – he's just so much more confident on offense while playing obviously extremely good defense on the other side. You don't see that in the league. It's usually like, if I'm going hard on defense, then I'm standing in the corner on offense and just catch and shoot threes. That's it. But his, his, his motor is good. His, his, he doesn't get tired out there. He plays the most minutes almost every single game, bro. Yeah. And that just makes his, his Iron Man streak of never missing a game that much more impressive. It's yeah. Mikhail's dude. I love these. It's crazy. I All just right. thought of this question. One second. One second. Oh, what's good? What's if good? if we put Mikel's skill set in the draft right now, um, who would you like? What would his NBA NBA comp be? You know how like draft day they have the NBA comp. Like yeah. you put you put current skill level like current Mikel skill level draft. Drop him in the draft. His comp is Kawhi. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, They're, bro. Yeah, his comp's for sure Kawhi, dude. It's, Kawhi. Kawhi, dude, when Kawhi came into the league, he was, like, the same player. If you look up, I think Mikel's second year or third year stats and Kawhi's third year stats are, like, identical. Identical, yeah. So, yeah, it's Kawhi for sure. Okay. And I don't know if you guys remember disagree. the picture when Mikel got drafted. There was a blue background, and it was yeah. him 
Villanova jersey and it yeah. was it was a yeah. mirror of Kawhi yeah <laughs> so I mean yeah. there was obviously some comparisons back then but that was more so just like yeah they play alike but obviously Mikhail would never be Kawhi but now it's kind of like yo if Mikhail was the first option on a team like is this dude dropping 23 a game like maybe I mean I, I, I really and it's the same with Cam Johnson I don't think that's oh. out of the realm of possibility oh, no. for either of them we've talked about that before too you know yeah. what I say? You know what I say to all my friends? And again, here in San Diego, everyone being a Lakers fan, they just laugh. But what I say is because, you know, everyone everyone is on the boat where like, oh, the Suns have, you know, Chris Paul and Book. And then they have such great role players surrounding them. You know, it's a perfect team. I'm, I, I would like to say these great role players, quote unquote role players, are only role players because the Suns are asking this of them. If you take Aiden... Mikhail, Cam Johnson, and you put them on, I don't know, like a rebuilding team like OKC or Houston, bro, those boys are, I know Aiden's averaging 25 and 15. I know Mikhail's dropping 20 a game. I know Cam's dropping 20 a game. So these guys, as great role players as they are on the Suns team, these are not normal role players. These are like, these three, you could argue these three are stars, not superstars, but these three could be stars in a different market. They're just role players. The only true role player I'd say the Suns have is uh, Jay Crowder, who's a great role player. Uh, mm-hmm. Torrey Craig, uh, uh, Landry Shamit. Those are the role players. All the other guys, they're just sacrificing because they don't have an ego and they really want to win. But they're not role players. The, these kids are stars, and they could be stars if they played for a different team. That's what I, I say. I strongly agree. I think – I mean, if you look at Aiton and Mikel now, Aiton is, I'd say, like top 30 or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a top five center, so he has to yeah. be a top 30. And uh-huh. then I'd say Mikel's probably like top 50, borderline top 40 if he wins yeah. defensive player of the year. Oh, which yeah. I think he has a shot. Yeah. But if you tell, you know, the casual NBA fan, they'll just be like, dude, the Suns, Mikhail Bridges is such a good role player. You know, he's, <laughs> he's like, 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 like a great, like Trevor Ariza. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, God. He's a role Trevor player. Like comp, I would yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's a role player. Because this kid wants to win and he's used to winning, so he knows what it takes. But he, you're telling me Mikhail doesn't know in the back of his head that if he was playing on some Orlando or something, that he's not dropping 25 a game, getting a max contract, bro. He knows that. You know what just occurred to me about um, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson? Yeah. And it was what you just said about him, be- about Mikhail being used to winning. We drafted Mikhail from Villanova, who had won like, t- he won like two national championships with them. Uh-huh. And we drafted Cam Johnson from UNC, which is one of the most, like, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean. It's like one of the most pers- like prestigious uh, basketball programs in the yes. in history. Like, how did we not tell from the beginning that these kids were meant to be winners? Bro, you saw it. So in the Knicks game, when Cam obviously was killing it, bro, there was a couple of plays that really stood out to me where he, he was hot. Obviously, you guys saw the whole fourth quarter knocking down I shots. know. I know which plays you're going to say, I think. <laughs> so there, it, I'm not even going to name them exactly, but just certain plays where it's time for a heat check. Like us as fans are like, Cam, shoot the fucking ball. We want to see you shoot. <laughs> and he's making the smart winning play. Like, okay, I'm going to find someone in the corner. I'm going to drive and make the extra pass. You don't see that, bro. You don't see, especially from a, a 25, 20, like players in their second, third, fourth year, you, you don't see that, bro. Like Cam is a winner. And then Mikhail, obviously, we don't need, even need to say it just based on his history in college. But, like, dude, these kids are – I don't know, bro. I, I, I love this Suns team. And people who hate on them, 
they're just missing out. Like even me, when I would, I would watch the Warriors with KD and Steph and Clay. Yeah, I'm not a Warriors fan, but I would appreciate it. I'm like, bro, this is crazy, like good basketball. People who hate on the Suns are, they're, dude, like it pisses me off, honestly. Like it just, you don't like basketball. If you're hating on the Suns who drafted 90% of their team and they, they play like real high IQ, like smart basketball, if you hate on that, then you don't, you're not a basketball fan, bro. Like you don't like good basketball. Yeah, Facts. I agree. All right. Um, we've pretty much moved on from tonight's game. So let's get into this uh, this Devin Booker game that I kind of wanted to talk about. So right now, I think I'm there are seven NBA players right now that are clear cut better than Devin Booker to me. Uh-huh. And that's Kawhi, uh, KD, LeBron, uh, Embiid, Curry, Jokic and Giannis. I'd agree. Yeah. Are we all in agreement there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to start listing players and I want you guys to tell me if you think they're better or worse than Devin Booker. Yo, for everyone listening, that's not a Suns fan. This is our non-biased opinion. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And this is this season. I'm not talking about like overall skill level or anything Career like that i'm talking about things, yeah. no no this season only and for that reason i'm not going to mention um paul george because he's been hurt for most of the year okay i was curious um, to ask him because i feel like that would be a tough one and i'm not gonna mention damian lillard okay those yeah those two would both be tough ones so let's let's that's good let's leave them off the fucking list <laughs> <laughs> okay and this is just based on this is based off of uh top 50 players from before the season okay which had which had book at 11 interestingly but um starting off do we think Devin Booker is, is better or worse than Luka Doncic this season this season better 100 percent yeah yeah I say um Yo, speaking of book, I don't know if there's a video, if you guys are going to post this, but he actually literally just liked my tweet right this second. I'll show <laughs> no. you guys you guys on the screen. Look which one it was. So this is not, <laughs> it's such a meme. <laughs> that's book. This is uh, D-Book's likes. That's his profile. And uh, it says, it's the picture of that, the moment we were talking about. And yeah. I, I tweeted and I was like, the Lakers have not beat the Suns since this day. Laugh my ass off. And book just liked it. <laughs> Bro. I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna I'm gonna verify. I'll be your fact checker. <laughs> no, no, please, please. Go. I can I can confirm Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah, that's Book crazy. Is hilarious. But um yeah, I'm last year. If you had asked me, Luca, you know, that it would be tougher. But this year, yeah, I'm taking Book a million percent over Luca. Yep. Yeah, because right, Luca's having a down year this year, too. Like maybe not down just the way he plays, I feel like is he has to accommodate himself to his teammates. I, and I think that might be, I don't know if that's something in the front office, but his like, it, it doesn't seem like his workload is as much as it was before. And I don't know if that's them trying to spread out the ball, but I know like last year, I know he's like still number two in usage rate or whatever, but I, I just, I still feel like when I watch Dallas games, I think he's trying to play off the ball a lot more. And I don't know if that's why he's like regular counting stats are down or, or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Mavericks games, so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, let's see next on the list. 
Uh, and for this, just to make it a little easier, why don't we just go um, Brawadis, Ari, and Brandon when we answer, if that's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next, let's go with Trey Young. Oh, no. I, I'm taking Booker. Bro, there's two sides to the ball. And oh, oh, God forbid a nonsense fans watching this video, and I'm claiming that Devin Booker plays defense, which he does, which he does. Trey Young averaging. Played. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Sorry to interrupt you, but he's, uh, he's averaging three steals. Devin yeah, Booker, since Chris Paul went out. So yeah, no, I'm taking and nothing against Trey Young. He's a, he's an offensive like dude. He's a beast. Um, but you got to be able to play at least a little bit of defense. And if you watch Hawks games, Trey Young gets picked on like every single game. So uh, no, I'm taking Book just for you know, for, for that side of things. You need you need to play both sides of the ball. Yeah, my reasoning would be the exact same, basically. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, like, a super, like, negative on defense. It's like they have to try to hide him, but it's really not possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Booker, obviously, he's averaging three steals. He had four today. He's always in the passing lanes. He, I think he's better. Yeah, I agree. I think they covered it. But I've said this multiple times on the podcast. I get so mad when people say Devin Booker doesn't play defense, especially the last two seasons. Um, Can I say so, – sorry, Brandon, to interrupt you, but on the same topic. So Booker, obviously, when people say, oh, he plays no defense, he's a bad defender, I want to mention this. And, and thank you for saying especially the last two seasons because that brings me back to my point. The first couple years of Book's career – where he might have looked like, you know, a bad defender or, or even the stats would show it, a negative defender. If anyone plays basketball, if you've ever been on the court, if your team's down by 20 or 30 points, I'm sorry, but it's really hard to give max effort on defense. Mm -hmm. There's no point. Dude, defense, defense exerts more energy than playing offense does. So no one's going to be out there when your team is winning 20 games and losing 60, down by 20 every single game, going out there playing their ass off on defense. So now that the Phoenix Suns are obviously a good team, but even when they weren't, you know, the best, even the bubble year, that's when Book's defense really was like, yo, shit, this guy could, he could actually defend. Like, even we didn't know that. Like, this dude's a good defender. And that comes, dude, you can't play defense when you're on a bad team. It's just not. It's unless you're like Lou Dort, who's fucking, I don't know how he does it, <laughs> but like you don't, you're, it's really hard to look, look at LeBron today. His team was down by 30. This dude was not even coming past the half court line. 90% of the game, bro. You cannot, you can't judge how good or bad a defender is when they're playing on a bad team. You, you can't, if you've never picked up a basketball and played, you won't get it. You think people are going to give a, a max effort hundred percent of the time, but people won't do that if their team is bad. It's just, it has nothing to do with ego or like, oh, his, you know, he's not a good ball. No, no, no. If your team is losing, it's really hard to lock into the game. And the Suns were very, very bad for Book's first however many years in the league. Bad, bad. Especially when you have to have such a high workload on offense. Dude, it's really he was hard playing to point. Effort on defense. Yeah, exactly. He was playing point when his role, his whole, his whole life was a two guard. And then you expect him to go, dude, it's people, yeah, people <laughs> book book is definitely uh I don't know. He's he's held on a higher pedestal just because people were so wrong about him early in his career. So now they'll try to they'll try to say this, this and that just to like kind of not admit that they were wrong. Yep. All right. I'm actually the next player on the list I'm going to say for last because I okay. think that would be a good discussion. So let's go. Uh, Bradley Beal, kind of the same deal as Trey Young. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Jimmy Butler. Uh, this season, right? Yeah, just this season. This season, I'm taking Devin Booker over Jimmy Butler. If you, if, I mean, this is the way I'm thinking about it. Every time you name a player, if if certain somebody, whoever you name, was in Devin Booker's spot for these 68 games, are the Suns 54 and 14? Jimmy Butler, no. Trey Young, no. So no, I don't. I okay. Booker's. That's. I'm glad I know your thought process now because now I have a great one. Okay. I have I a couple. I have a couple good ones. I think. So okay. let's start with uh, Jason Tatum. Dude, I I love Tatum. Like I'm I a Tatum. He's a future I, son. I hope so. He should he should have been a son. Yeah. I like Tatum, but I just don't see as of right now him being better than Devin Booker. Will Will he in the future? I mean, I I I. Me personally, I don't think he will be better than Devin Booker. But there, there's one name where I'd say if someone says Tatum is better than Booker, it doesn't really like get me as mad as if someone were to say like Donovan Mitchell or someone like that. Because Tatum is, dude, Tatum's a hooper. And do I think the Suns would have the same record if they replaced Booker with Tatum? I don't. I'd say we'd have slightly less wins, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't make like. I think Tatum – I'd say Tatum and Booker are in the same tier, but Booker is higher up, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for me, yeah, probably the same thing. Maybe Booker's a little bit higher. I would say they're even equal, honestly. Um, Tatum is a little bit better defender, but Booker's playmaking kind of like – it's really, really good. I'd say Tatum – well, I guess – I don't know if I'd say he's a better scorer than Book because Book is like a supernatural scorer. And Tatum, I guess I'd need to watch more Tatum because I don't know. Is he like a naturally gifted scorer the same way Book is? Or is he kind of more of a spot up? Like, does he stand still when he shoots or can he like move around? and? Shoot? No, he hit some crazy shots. Yeah, he really he, Okay. He, but I think uh, I like where him and Book are similar is that they could both work out of the post. Like Tatum, Tatum works a lot in that like post mid range area. Now, Tatum and Book are very close. I'm just taking Book by a small margin, but yeah, you, yeah, Tatum's. I don't know, Tatum's a beast. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, gonna, let's. I'm never gonna let me get my answer, man. What, what the, what oh the, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take Book by a small margin too, and I think that. Part of my reason is going to be because I think that Tatum is a little bit more gifted of a scorer, but I think that that has a lot to do with his size compared to Devin Booker. Yeah. He's just, it's kind of, I don't want to say like KD esque, but he's taller than a lot of his defenders that he's playing with. And he can, he, he does lean back a little bit sometimes when he shoots kind of like how KD does. And I think that he's kind of perfected like the mid range game, like you were talking about. Um, yeah. But I'm still taking book based on I think that due to his size and the matchups that he creates with himself, I think D book can score on one through five with ease at his mm-hmm. size. And I think that's more impressive. So that's why I'm gonna take book. And I don't what? think the defense is that much of a difference um to sway my answer. One one last thing that I think Booker is why I put him higher than Tatum. And honestly, a reason why I would put book higher than a lot of other people that a lot of other players that, you know, some dudes might not is like I mentioned uh, some things you can't teach book just has that, like, like that dog, 
Like you guys see him when he's playing on the road, he's John with a uh, fan sitting courtside. Um, like he just, he has something you can't teach where he's going to like, he's going to dog you. And I don't know if like certain players have that, you know what I mean? Jimmy Butler has it. Uh, obviously LeBron, like, but that's, that's just something that I like about book that you just, you can't teach, bro. You either have it or you don't. And book definitely has it. Like, like he's, he's not scared of anyone who guards him, whether it's Kawhi or it, it does not matter who, like he's going to go at you no matter what. And he's going to talk to you too. Like he's going to let you know. And that actually, like, dude, there's, again, if you play basketball, you know, like if there's someone that's scoring on you and just kind of quietly running back on, uh, like, you know, they score on you and they run back in your head, you're like, okay, I could stop them this, this upcoming, uh, upcoming play. But if someone's scoring on you and he's up in your face and he's talking shit and he's right up in your ear, it puts a little bit of fear. Like, you're like, yo, shit, like this guy's cooking us. Like, like <laughs> it changes the game. Like book, book knows what he's doing, bro. Uh, that's what I like about Book and that why I separate him from some players that other people might not. Yeah, definitely. Um, for the sake of keeping things kind of concise, I'm going to we're going to move on. My next I was going to ask about uh, Chris Paul, but I mean, obviously, if the Suns just have two Chris Pauls, they're not. Good, so. Um, so that's really Don't it. Do I mean, that, unless... bro. Don't do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask Zach Levine. Not because that's obvious. Yeah. To us, to us. to us. I there's so I had a Bulls fan um like a month ago. He was trying to tell me that Zach Levine was a better defender than Devin Booker. Oh lord. And it made me so mad. And I'm from Chicago, so oh. I think I have like the same thing that you have with Lakers fans that you hate oh, the Lakers God. so much. Because yeah. I hate the Bulls so much. That's crazy. <laughs> just that's because a- of everyone who I'm around and it just gets yeah. so annoying sometimes. Yeah. I'm also from Chicago. It's so like all my friends are Bulls fans. They try to just tell you anything like, oh, Vucevic better than Ayton. Oh, yeah, like, I've heard that so many times. All that stuff. That's, yeah, that's, dude. No, Levine is, and I like Levine too. Like, I like him like Tatum. But it's just, he's not better than Book. I don't know, like, it's just, yeah, no, he's not better than Book. These last two years, that conversation has gone out the window. Yeah. Well, Again, like I said, to us, but I'm, I'm yeah. if you ask, not even people in Chicago, if you just ask people around the world, I'm sure I'd say like 70 to 75% of people would say Levine, which is crazy, but whatever, bro. Yeah. He's loved more by the media because he does cool dunks. So exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you guys want to talk about Paul George at all, um, do I mean? Do we want to get but into healthy? it? That's 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 a lengthy conversation. Uh, with- hey, Paul, Paul George is my guy, so so let's leave that one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we kind of we covered the game. I mean, there wasn't much to m- mention from the game, so let's let's get into some uh, follower questions cool. here. So the first question, uh, let me get the tweet pulled up here because for some reason I'm blanking on what the questions were. Mm-hmm. Um, just a sec. All right. First question, and we'll go. Uh, we kind of just talked about the first question, cool. which was favorite favorite player not on the Suns. So we kind of already. I mean, is yours Tatum for Wattis? Uh, no. No. All right. So yeah, favorite player not on the Suns. Okay, so uh, I I kind of have two, but I'll explain myself. So my favorite player not on the Suns is LeBron. Um. But after he signed with the Lakers, uh, like, dude, before yeah. LeBron 
on the Lakers, I used to stick up. Dude, I remember, like, I used to get an – as a Suns fan, I used to get in arguments with people, like, bro, LeBron's the greatest. Like, when he would be uh, playing the Warriors in the finals, I'd be cheering for the Cavs and LeBron. Like, as hard as I'm, like, rooting for the Suns right now, like, I used to love LeBron. But it's just something about wearing that yellow and fucking purple that I just cannot, like – I can't, I can't, I can't. So, but LeBron, I do love, I love LeBron. And then uh, the reason I love LeBron is, bro, that type of pressure, like coming out of high school, the fact that he uh, not only lived up to it, but crushed everything is like, that's just not normal for for a 17, 18 year old kid. Like that's actually not normal, but um, him. And then I'd say this one, I don't know how Suns fans are going to take it, but I love Luca, bro. Like Luca, I'd say right now, Put put LeBron, you know, he's on the Lakers, so I can't really like a Lakers player. Luka Doncic, dude, I love I love the way he plays. Not necessarily, like, I love his swag on the court, I should say. Mm-hmm. He's so swaggy, like, I don't know. And and the fact that he's uh, obviously, like, he doesn't look like a basketball player. He's, like, a chunky, like, you know, like, he doesn't look like a basketball player. So the fact that he goes out there and he, he kills your favorite player, like, night in and night out, I don't know. I love Luka, but... I know Suns fans. Uh, some some Suns fans don't rock with Luca, so I know it might be it might be tough to hear. But I love Luca Doncic, bro. I love watching him play. Yeah, uh, my favorite player now in the Suns. It's kind of like random, but it's Karis Levert. I love oh. Karis Levert for some reason. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a random. It's the shot. He missed, like, he missed the shot to send it to the playoffs. I, know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love his game. Uh, but also in that same game. He like put his heart and soul out oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, like forty-two. I really like him. And then I go to school in Indiana, so he was playing oh. in Indiana. I watched him play live a couple times. It was really cool. And then I bought his jersey on clearance after he got traded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> um, I kind of have two as well. Um, I think this one is gonna piss Suns fans off too. Oh boy. Um, James Harden. Um. No comment. No. <laughs> and I've loved James Harden for so long just because I've had this debate with so many people. I remember being on the bus at school talking about this. He is probably, besides Kevin Durant, like one of the most gifted players, like scorers that like we will see in our generation. And I think that the whole free throw thing, it's part of the game and him being able to do it makes him that much better. Honestly, the the thing is a meme, bro. People just run with it. Like it's, yeah, it's it's right. Like if I was in the NBA, if I could fucking get a free throw every time I'm driving to the hole, I I would do the same thing. I don't blame him. If was on the Suns doing that, we would not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, James Harden is definitely probably my favorite player. And and I'm also going to say Jokic just because what he does is so gifted even though we Suns fans also have some bad blood with him especially in the playoffs yeah um he's so gifted to be at his size and do what he does um and like to think he was what like the 44th pick in the draft yeah Yeah, that's crazy and he had a huge leap so I I love watching him play too yo can Um, I can I just mention my real favorite non-Suns player, but I wasn't sure if this counted because, well, you guys tell me if it counts. But fucking Ricky Rubio, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, that definitely counts. We love Rubio. 
Bro, I love Ricky Rubio. Dude, if if he <laughs> people okay, and I'm not throwing any any shade at any player, but when people bring up, you know, dudes who change the culture in Phoenix, obviously there's Monty Williams, there's James yeah. Jones, and then people like to throw in Kelly Oubre. Dude, Ricky Rubio, dude, he changed the culture just as much. Like, yeah. bro, dude, I love Ricky Rubio. I was so pissed when he uh, when he got hurt earlier this year, I was like, bro, yeah. he was going to play on like a, a, you know, meaningful playoff minutes on a good team. Like, yeah, dude, that shit, that shit was sad, but I love Ricky Rubio, bro. I hope, I mean, we already have obviously Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Aaron Holiday, but yeah, I don't know. If he somehow ended up back on the Suns, that would be crazy. Cause you know, he loves it here. Yep. And he was having a great year actually before he got hurt. I know, bro, that dude. I remember when we first signed him, I thought he was going to be the point guard to to take us, not to the finals, but our first playoff berth in a while. He almost did. He almost I did. Mean, yeah. yeah. It would have happened, let's be real, but that season was obviously we injuries and suspensions, and we would have made the playoffs, obviously, if it wasn't for – Yeah. No. But I remember yeah. when we first signed him, I was so excited because I was like, we finally got a point guard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember I that... at the time – uh, half the people wanted D'Angelo Russell and half the people wanted Kelly Oubre. And so everyone's like, everyone was all like freaking out. I was happy with it though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, Brandon, to go back to what you were saying about Harden, um, I'm not myself a big Harden fan, to be honest, but, and quick flex, I did, I went to Harden's camp in Arizona one time. And he hopped in my pickup game, and I hooped with James Harden one time. Oh, that's so. Oh, is he not your favorite player now? <laughs> that's exactly like I, I met like I made a picture with him. Like he threw a pass. Like I got an assist from him in the game. Like he should be my favorite player by all means, but I just don't fuck with his game for some reason. I don't know, man. I can't lie though. His Rockets year, uh, his two years, we averaged thirties, like over thirty. They were oh. really fun to watch. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, when he had like 50 point triple doubles and like <laughs> one was against the Knicks. I, I remember it was a crazy stat line, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, I can tell you it off the top of my head, but like it was insane. All right, let's get to let's get to the next follow up question. <laughs> that was um, here's here's a good one. Uh, I think you guys know what it is already. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of Suns players? Okay, okay, wait. I'm kind of dumb. There's four people on the Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah, there's four. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'd say, um, so if you're a, if you're a little bit older than me, watching or listening to this podcast, then my answers are obviously going to differ from yours because I didn't watch like the Charles Barkley. I didn't watch Dan Marley, KJ. Obviously, I know their impact on the Phoenix Suns. You know, in in the history of the Suns. But me, myself, I'm not going to put them on a Mount Rushmore, even though I know how good they were, but I just never got to watch them play. So my Mount Rushmore, you know, I'm 26 years old, so it might be a little bit different than your guys's, but definitely throwing Book on there. Um, we all love Book. Every Suns fan loves Book. So Devin Booker, you got to throw Steve Nash. My, and then you have my favorite player growing up, Amari Stoudemire. I'm throwing Amari on there. And then this last one, dude, I mean, I think I would probably put Chris Paul. 
it's I mean, it, it's a little crazy to say because there's players who have played on the Suns a lot longer than he has in a year and a half when this podcast is being recorded, almost two years. But just what he's what he's accomplished. And I know the haters. Oh, but there's no ring to it. The regular season wins don't matter. You know, where's the ring to show for it? Dude, he bro, like, you know, you guys know his dude, our, our win total and just the, the culture of our team would not be where it was if, if we never traded for Chris Paul the winning up mentality and everything like that. So I think, again, like I said, I, I became a Suns fan uh, at the like Sean Marion, Amari Sotomayor, Steve Nash. So just based on from that time till now, I'm going book CP, Steve Nash and uh, Amari Sotomayor. That's my four. Yeah. yeah. I like this. Uh, sorry, Aaron. I like this trend of like doing it from just like when we were watching the Suns. I kind of like that idea. Because so we stick- could easily say, like, oh, Charles Barkley, you know, he won this, this, and that, and he got us to the finals. But we didn't really, like, we weren't a part of that. You know what I mean? So Yeah, no, I like that idea. So yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to that. Okay. I started – I became a Suns fan in 2016, uh-huh. I think. So I'm going to just go based since then. Oh, so we're going we're gonna to have a Mikhail Bridges, I feel like, on this. <laughs> we, uh, he, he's not on mine, personally. Okay, okay. But, um, I mean, the first two are – have to be Devin Booker and Chris Paul, uh-huh. obviously. I mean, yeah. like, this is my, like, Suns fan era. This is what I'm going to remember. Like, yeah. we're never going to see a better Suns team than this. Yeah. So it has to be Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Uh-huh. My yeah. third player on the Mount Rushmore, I think, is going to be – it's going to be Kelly Oubre. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> – Kelly Oubre is the reason – I mean, he's the reason we have the Valley jerseys for one thing. Yeah. Which the Valley jersey, to me, is such a – like an, it's an underrated part of how, like, the Suns culture has improved. Yeah. And, like, it's underrated how important the jersey was. Because if the jersey was ass, dude, like, nobody would buy the jersey. Nobody would care. Like, we wouldn't look nice on the court. It's like the Cardinals. Yeah, it would just look <laughs> – <laughs> it just wouldn't be as fun to watch. Yeah. So I think I that's a very underrated part. And it's, we have it because of Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Thanks. And then probably fourth player. That's a tough one. It's between like Rubio, like you were saying. I really want to put Aiden. Um, I'm going to say DeAndre Aiden. As How before. are you, bro? I'm actually I'm- just. <laughs> I'm 19. No, I'm 19. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, well, let me, you know, the older, older crowd is going to kill you for that Mount Rushmore, no, bro. But hear, me, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out about Aiton anyway. Yeah. DeAndre Aiton is already the best center in Suns history. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It's not Unless close. You're missing someone from way back then, I'd agree. Like, Barkley was a, Barkley was a power forward. Stoudemire was a power forward. Like, and those Nash teams never had, like, a great five. Yeah, no, never. So, I mean, Aiden is already, like, the probably the best center in Suns history. He will be if we win the championship this year. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. And I really like Aiden. I know there's a lot of people that don't like him. Yeah, um, and I, I really I, like – Yeah, I really I, like him. But, you know, I think he's very – if he, like – we talked about this before. If he leaves the team, we're screwed. Yeah, so, no. I think he's that. I think he's that important that he deserves to be on a very recent Suns Mount Rushmore. No, I, I'd agree. I don't like. I don't like when people hate on AM because because of their reasoning. That's why. 
if you like or dislike a player, that's fine. Everyone has their own opinions. But some of the reasons that people throw out there, it's I, I don't like. Dude, Aiden's a, Aiden's a good player. He's very, very, very efficient, especially for someone who not all of his shots are dunks. I mean, we know Aiden doesn't even really like to dunk the ball. He's very finesse. Like, he, he'll do a hook shot, little floater, mid-range game, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he shoots over 60% is, dude, Aiden's, Aiden's, a, Aiden's a beast, bro. He's underrated. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm also 18. I'm, I'm 18, so um, I would say, yeah, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Um, I really liked watching Goran Dragic. I loved Goran. That's a good bro. one. That's a good. One. He was. I'm. I'm debating between two point guards because I'm not having CP on mine, and he is. He is one of them. Yeah. So I'll go with the other wow. one. Wow. Dragic over CP. Okay, let's hear. Well, let's just hear. for the time frame of how, like, because I've been okay. watching this one since I was young. Okay. So. Okay. Um, I would say last, uh, this is tough. When did you become a Suns fan? Me? Yeah. 2012, 2013. So just go based off players since then. Oh, shit. So you could throw like a Louis Scola or Gortat in that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Alex Lamb, Lamb, bro. (laughs) Alex Lamb, yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I would probably say... DeAndre Ayton as well. I know it's it's like a young answer, but <laughs> that's all I've witnessed. So, like I we've said on the pod before, we've told how we became Suns fans, and I was kind of born into it. So I have a lot of memories of like just sitting on the couch watching games with my dad. Um, but so I'm gonna start with who I said I had two point guards over CP, and they're semi recent ones, but not Bledsoe. <laughs> it was Bledsoe. Oh, but no. let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I'm not going based on ability or best player. I'm gonna. I'm going off of memories, like my fondest oh, memories. That's different. Uh, oh, that's so that's different. not what we're doing. I thought that. Okay, if we're going best players, I don't know what. When, what I, I, was... <laughs> when I made mine, I was basing it off like how, like what they did for the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay, well, then my answer would be completely different. But I was going it off of, like, my memories and, like, like growing up, like, watching these players play, like, in, while, while I was, like, really starting to understand basketball. No, I got so, you. So I was going to go Eric Bledsoe. And um, because I'm picking Bledsoe, well, he took Drogic from me, so – there's there's part of it but um I always remember those Suns days where I would get home from school um I would literally look up Eric Bledsoe highlights on YouTube you were down bad (laughs) well that's all I had to look look forward to at the time I love Bled bro um so yeah I'm gonna go Eric Bledsoe you have to you have to throw Devin Booker in there especially if you're if you're around our age He's already a top three son ever. Shit, he's on he's on the Suns Mount Rushmore regardless of age. I think <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna go Amari Stoudemire. Yes, yeah. Later in his career. Um and the fourth one, I don't know why the fourth one has kind of been hard for all of us because I had those three players, and then the fourth one is is probably the hardest. You gotta really narrow it down. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of different people to choose from. Um, 
you kind of swayed my answer a little bit, Isaac, with the Kelly Oubre pick because of the jerseys, because I forgot that that's the reason we have the Valley jerseys. Uh-huh. And I think that's such a big part. And that's, that's probably one of my favorite jerseys of all time. Like the design of it. No, for sure. I literally, jerseys. this is the only Jersey I've ever owned other than like a Seahawks Jersey. Cause I mean, I have several players and they all like wear the same. This is the only Jersey I've ever had two of <laughs> in my life. Player? Not the same player. This oh, one okay. I'm wearing the Mikkel one. Okay. I have, the, have a McHale the, Valley jersey. I got the. McHale. No, yeah, I had a. Dude. You know those like jersey accounts on Twitter? They do like if you get like this many retweets yeah, in forty eight yeah. hours. I actually won one of those. No. So way. yeah, I got the McHale Valley jersey for fun. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. I bought dope. mine the first day at the Valley jerseys released. I dropped a lot of money. My mom was pissed, but I. Was, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that, oh, McHale Bridges. You got. Dude, yeah. I need a McHale jersey. I right. need well, now I'm going to get my fucking jersey. One second. He's actually going to get it, too. <laughs> Dude, if he pulls out a McHale one, I'm going to lose my mind. I actually I have, have two problem. McHale jerseys. No way. I have a purple one also. Dude. That- I, have, I, have a, I have a Valley D-Book jersey. I have – do you remember the old black and orange jerseys from, like, 2017? Yeah, I have a D book one. It says Yeah, PHX. I have that one. PHX, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I have like I have a Javel one right now, actually. How? Who the uh, <laughs> my parents got it for me for Christmas. Oh. I was like, I was like, uh, I think I went to my with my dad to a preseason game and he yeah. saw Javel and he loved Javel the first time he saw him because he's like an idiot. So <laughs> um and I told him like as a joke, I want a Javel McGee jersey. Oh my but I think gosh. <laughs> I think they took it seriously, but it's fine. It's a dope jersey. It's in the orange one, so it's sick. Hell yeah. Yo, Brandon, you got campaign? Yeah, I got I got the campaign jersey on right now. Damn. I was I was debating between that and the team USA Booker one. That's fire. But I'll rock campaign for tonight. I have a Valley Booker one too, but it's in the other room and my girlfriend's sleeping. So if I wake her up, she'll be pissed. <laughs> no, not gonna do that. Not gonna lie. I ordered a Cam Johnson jersey that night the heat again. I did too. I did too. <laughs> bro, I need that, bro. <laughs> no, because I saw your video where you got all the jerseys out of your attic. Dude, was, how many started my bro? I used to yeah, love yeah, you got like four or five. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, like, that's like me. I'm just buying like whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah, yeah, bro. Cause these are gonna be good memories in, in yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah, look back on this. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Arian, I know you had some uh, some questions picked out for our special guest here, so why don't you uh, ask him some of those questions? Okay, um, so the first one was, I know this is going to be a little tough to talk about, but what was the experience like being at game six of the finals? Bro, oh my God. So I'd say being 26 years old, Obviously, I haven't, you know, maybe experienced a lot of things in life that, you know, a lot of older people have, but that was hands down the worst day of my life. Bro, could you imagine being in the arena and like all the confetti falling, like the confetti falling on my head? It felt like like knives in my skull. (laughs) And then like all the fans, because obviously, bro, like I was talking my shit throughout the game. So imagine then then the Suns lose and all the fans, on top of how we feel already as diehard Suns fans, imagine in that atmosphere, all the Bucks fans are just like, they're flipping you off. 
they're cussing at you and like, what are you really going to say? I mean, your team lost. So it's kind of like, you just low key have to take it. Not to mention it's one against 20,000. So like, bro. And then just seeing Giannis holding up like the trophy. Cause I stayed and watched, I was like the Stefan Diggs in, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the, in the Bucks arena. I stayed and watched that shit. I would, I would stay too, to be honest. Yeah. It's needless to say, like, bro, I was crying. Like, I don't care. I, I have no shame admitting it. Oh, bro. yeah, we've, we've set that on the pod. I've shed a few yeah. tears. Dude, I teared up. And even, like, the next day on my flight, bro, like, I was, dude, I was fucking just like, dude, there's no way. So that was definitely the worst day of my life. And if you're not a sports fan, you're probably going to be like, wow, what an easy life this guy has. He, that's the worst day. But you guys understand. Yeah, like, we're so invested. Dude, we're so invested in like the emotions, and uh, that was ugh, I hate. I, I haven't sometimes I rewatch my old YouTube videos just for fun. That video, I literally will never want, I don't ever want to watch that video. I will never rewatch that video of game six with against the Bucks, bro. That was fucking terrible. Yeah, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna touch on that for a second because yeah. I know how that feels. Because since I'm from Illinois, I am. I can walk across to the Wisconsin border. That's how close I am. I'm like right on the tip. So mm-hmm. I'm like right by Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. So I would say in my town, there's more Bucks fans than Bulls fans. Okay. Um, and it was ridiculous. Like my Facebook, I probably got tagged in like 20 things oh my God. about this. So it was like, just keep every notification I got. It was, oh, son's lost. Like everyone was just reaming on me about that. I will Bro, never, I think I'll ever forget that day in my life. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like walking down the street trying to get in an Uber. And there's obviously like a million fucking people because you remember the, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 the district? Yeah. yeah, like imagine it's all there and like everyone's going crazy and I'm trying to find my Uber and I'm not taking my son's jersey off. I didn't give a fuck. So everyone's just going crazy. Everyone's drunk. Fuck you. Fuck you. Go back home. All this shit. And like, Dude, you can't say nothing. <laughs> you can say anything. I mean, yeah, you can't say shit, bro. Like, yeah, that was it was a terrible day, but it's all good because we're about two months away from <laughs> I'm not gonna jinx it, but you guys all know what we're about two to three months away from this year. So yes. we'll see. I actually have a similar similar story because I went to game four. I drove down to game four with my with my friend. Oh and, dude, uh, that was our game. Yeah, I know, I know. Cause ah. like we were talking our shit the whole time because Booker was just going crazy. Yeah, that was like one of his best games as, as, yeah. a, as a he had like 40. And then yeah. you know the last second Chris Paul slips. So oh. that yeah. And then so we're leaving the stadium. People are like recording us. People are taking videos of us. They're tugging at the jersey. They're flipping it. Yeah, off. yeah. That was yeah. pissing me off. They're literally yeah. tugging at the jersey. I'm like, bro, don't yeah. fucking touch me. Yeah. And then we had to walk through the deer district and the walk like a block to the car. It was awful. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Well, I had a completely different finals experience. I went to game two or game. No, I went to game two where we won. So I, I didn't have quite the same experience as you guys. But uh, yeah, that that sounds awful, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was at I was at game one. So I got the best of both worlds. Like I, <laughs> yeah, true, I, felt, I felt like I felt the fucking like, am I really here in a Phoenix Suns final like I just never thought that day would come where I'd be sitting in the stands of an NBA finals game let alone the Phoenix Suns like it was crazy all the way to game six in Milwaukee so I I went through it all so uh, and I'm from San Diego so I'm traveling all over the fucking country 
for like witnessing this loss. I've never been to Wisconsin, dude. I've never been to the what would you is Wisconsin the Midwest? Sorry, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've never been like I don't like yeah. I leave San Diego to go to like Arizona, Vegas. I don't I don't travel up there, so I'm like in uncharted territory. I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where am I? Like this shit's crazy. And on top of it, the Phoenix Suns lose. It was just, it was it was in, bad. It was bad, bro. Yeah. Uh, so the next question we have is, uh, so how did you feel meeting Devin Booker and like the other Suns players for the first time? Because I know that was probably a crazy bro, experience. For the first time? Oh, my God. I for, was, the, for the first time? <laughs> for the first time, bro, bro, I'm, I'm trying to remember it. It was like, it was crazy. I was, dude, my armpits were sweating. Like, bro. Was that the time uh, you came for your birthday? Because I remember a YouTube video about that. Was that no, the first time? No, no, no. No, this is where uh, Eric Bledsoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and I, lo- I love Eric Bledsoe for this, bro. I'll never forget someone doing this for me when, like, dude, I had just started YouTube. I didn't have followers like that. Like, I-, I had no clout or anything. So, like, Bledsoe was doing this just – he had nothing to benefit from it. But um, the team was coming to San Diego. Remember when they used to come – I don't know if you guys know this, but they would come to San Diego, like, every uh, off season. So they came to San Diego and Eric Bledsoe, bro, he had just recently followed me on Twitter and he went out of his way and he DM'd me privately. And he was like, yo, the team's coming to San Diego this day and this day come through. Dude, I literally like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I did not know what to even think of that moment it was right after we drafted, but never played a game for us yet. Um, and like, bro, so then I drove down, they were going paintballing. And then I went and I met, um, I met book. I met Bledsoe. I met Tyler Ulis. And then that was the first time I met them, bro. Yeah. That shit. That was a cr- dude. Imagine all the times I've seen these dudes on TV and like, I don't know, bro, it was insane. And then, um, and then, yeah, ever since then, obviously like book has been to my house a bunch of times I've been to books house. Like, Dude, it's book is a dude. He's a dope ass dude for real. And then Bledsoe, <laughs> dude, I still I still talk to Bledsoe because honestly, if it wasn't for him, like no, I would have never. Maybe eventually in the future I would have got you know popular enough to meet some of the Suns players. But Bledsoe was literally the reason that um that that even happened. And then when I would go to Suns games, I would go in the back with Bledsoe, and he had his kids and uh, his girl at the time. Um, so I would be with Bledsoe a lot, bro. He's, I'll never forget someone doing that for me when, especially when like, I didn't have no like followers, like he had no benefit from it. Um, so I, I would never forget, dude. He's yeah. He's a real one, a big, a real, real one. That's, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last question we have, it's more of a fun one. Um, if you could have dinner with three Suns players, past or present, who would they be? Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm completely like, I'm not trying to flex at all. <laughs> like I, I've already like hung out with a, a lot of the guys currently on the team. So I'm going to definitely go more in the past. Yeah. Um, I would say Amari Sotomayor for sure. I want to say Steve Nash. And then lastly, the person from this current team that I have not hung out with is Chris Paul. So I think, uh, Chris Paul, the Chris Paul, Amari, and C Nash. But 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 if you put oh who I've already met to the side, uh Aiden and, and Mikhail are the two funniest, like dude. <laughs> I, I would definitely I believe that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Aiden and Mikhail, like that whole that the whole concert shit that they do now, like yeah. this new thing, dude. They they're they're dude. They're hilarious. Like they're they've always been like that. They're funny as shit. So definitely those two, and then probably uh probably book. You put those yeah. two in campaign in a room together and oh my I guarantee God. you're laughing the whole night. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yup. And JaVale too. <laughs> JaVale, yeah. Both yeah. <laughs> team. I love it, bro. Yeah. I would I would love to hear the basketball conversation between Steve Nash and Chris Paul. Oh my God. I feel like in a way, like it would start off friendly and then they'd kind of like, <laughs> well, did you know this? Like it would just slightly like competitive. Like obviously I feel like Chris Paul would start the the kind of the you know taking a little shots like oh yeah, he'd say some out-of-pocket shit. And then <laughs> yeah, percent bro. He's a he's a basketball sicko, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh I think that's all the questions we had. And uh I mean, do we want to try and talk about the game anymore? We're wake. We're kind of way past. That. I have. I have one thing I want to say. All right. Congrats to LeBron, man. Ten thousand assists. I don't think we didn't talk about that, but that we is. Don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, man. It's the Phoenix Suns podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna give give my flowers yeah, yeah, to LeBron. Yeah. He's uh, he's the second greatest player of all time for sure. What? He's, he's number one in my. Eyes, I'll tell <laughs> <What>? you. <that. laughs> Uh, we don't have time to get into a go debate here, <laughs> fellas. So, no, nah, but um, if we're we've covered the game, we asked, we got some follower questions. I mean, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we wrap it up? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to the We Know Ball podcast. Thank you again so much to Bruatis for joining the show. We greatly appreciate it course of course thank you guys for having me and uh like i said this is uh it's gonna be the biggest sun's pod in the world so this is just the start yes sir yes sir all right uh thank you again for listening to the we know about podcast and we'll catch you guys next time peace